This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is Dallas Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, guys. I know we got a lot to talk about on the game front, but real quick, I just wanted to get your thoughts on you know, dedicating the National Medal of Honor Museum, having all of the National Medal of Honor representatives out there. What did that mean to you? And then we'll get to the game. Well, at the end of the day, it's uh, it, it's perspective. Uh, you know, we all get caught up in uh, what we do every day, uh, whether it's uh, the game, uh, the NFL, uh, work. People obviously look at the NFL as a place to get away. What these men have done, uh, to protect our country and do things that uh, just aren't natural in terms of putting yourself in harm's way for your uh, for your fellow troop members and putting your life at stake. It's all about perspective and, uh, you know, how lucky we are to have these men who have, you know, as I said, put themselves in harm's way and risked their lives to uh, um, make our country uh, what it is today. And uh, that's why we're so supportive of it. We think it's going to be so special uh, there in Arlington. Uh, you know, my sister Charlotte has just really uh, done an amazing job of uh, going around uh, the country, for that matter, the world, and getting people to donate uh, their money. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a gem for North Texas in terms of something that people, you know, can go there and learn, learn about leadership qualities, learn things of that nature. But uh, uh, I do think it's just going to be a special uh, special place, and we're lucky to have it in Arlington. You know, I read a story earlier in the season, too, that Dak, you know, was working with some former military. Some of your offensive guys were, were working with some former military to kind of put them in a different mindset of communication and, and things like that. Did you did you know about that beforehand or, or, or after, and, and have you seen those applications that they've been using as they've gone along this season? Yes, I've been aware of it, and Dan Quinn does the same thing. He has a group of men uh, who are in the military uh, who came in and, you know, come come in during training camp and sit in meetings and observe and watch how these uh, our teammates interact, and it's amazing what they're uh, able to uh, get from these men uh, who come in and, uh, you know, can show them teamwork and uh, leadership and the type of things that go into uh, – uh, making somebody successful, but between Dak and Dan Quinn and, you know, different people, I know Mike's a big proponent of it. Uh, just, uh, think it's uh, got a special place in our country for, uh, people to team build and, uh, build leadership qualities. Uh, uh, you know, it's just a huge plus in my mind, uh, for anything, whether it's in any business, not just, uh, sports, but, uh, business in general. 
I know they're both good players individually, but just how special is the connection between Dak and CeeDee Lamb? Well, you see it just coming together right before our eyes over the last uh, three weeks. I think CD now is the first player in NFL history to put three games in a row back to back of 10 catches and 10 plus catches and 150 plus yards. So uh, obviously, uh, I think everybody's really, uh, you know, gelling and starting to execute in terms of what Mike McCarthy uh, wants out of this offense. And, you know, you're really starting to see it. And I think it's these things. Uh, start to come together all it does is give us uh open up other opportunities uh uh for some of our other players so uh, i think they're going to feed on one another i think it'll be a uh, a big plus as we move forward you can see people are getting really comfortable uh in what we're doing and uh like i said i think we will continue to build as a team uh obviously a big win yesterday a, a, a dominating win for us and uh you know we just have to build on that the, you know, Terrence Steele was obviously kind of a lightning rod last week, and I was kind of curious on your thoughts this week, and what's been the most difficult thing for him to overcome that physical or, or, or mental part of recovering from an injury? Well, he's mentally tough, and uh, I think he understands uh, what he's uh, going through. I think we got the best in the business and Britt Brown uh, on the rehab and Jim Maurer and how they take care of our players, and you know, it's just getting your hands around it. I mean, uh, Terrence is a mentally tough guy. Uh, I know he'll work at his trade. Uh, know he'll uh, continue to get better as we move forward. And certainly, uh, I think, had a, a much, much better game. And uh, he understands it better than anyone. I mean, you look at the tape and you understand and you see uh, where you need to improve. He can grow and uh, he knows that. and Doing the things he needs to do for his body as well. Is he, when you talk about the things he needs to do for his body, at this point in the season, he doing well physically? I mean, as well as can be expected for any football player at this point in the season? Absolutely. I, I think he's just, uh, I think he'll continue to improve. It's like, uh, you know, any player that comes off a major injury, uh, you know, you just keep getting better as you trust it more and you learn to cope with some of the things that are uh, maybe a challenge and uh, how you can uh do things that make you feel better. I know, uh, you know, he, Britt and him talk all the time about communicating about how he's feeling. And, you know, a lot of guys just have that that they don't want to, you know, they don't want to complain about something. And so uh, sometimes it is better to communicate. It's not that you're complaining. You just got to communicate with our staff how they feel. And, and then our guys can do things that, uh, you know, be better week to week. The the Brandon Cooks era uh, kicked off pretty well yesterday. Everybody's very excited about Brandon Cooks, and I know I know you for one have got to be very excited to see what you saw. Was it was it kind of painstaking waiting on that moment to happen this season? No, I think all these things are, are you know are evolving, and uh, uh, I think uh, you know as everybody gets their hands around what this offense is all about, what Mike's trying to accomplish, uh, it's going to come together. Uh, guys are going to have big games and you know Michael Gallup uh, had a big game as well yesterday and it was great to see Michael doing the things uh, some of the things that we remember him doing in terms of making those great contested catches on those vertical routes and uh, you know the same thing's going to happen at the tight end spot obviously Ferguson's doing a hell of a job but uh, it's going to make her a little ball we like everything about him and uh, you know, and running game. 
Hey, Alec, will you see if we can reconnect with Stephen real quick? Obviously, we're having some difficulties on the phone line there. So we'll Lots see. of clouds out there today, Kevin. Uh, I didn't say clowns. What, I was just clouds is what I'm kind of going with. Is that what affects the... I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a guy that's... Uh, I've never really worked in the, in the, the, uh, the, the big wire stuff, the big wireless uh, network. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always been building Wi-Fi that I've been dealing with, Kevin. So I don't know exactly what it is, but, you know, we'll get it taken care of there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Lots of uh, lots of positivity right there. Interesting because, and that's one of the reasons I want to ask him about Terrence Steele physically, because Mickey had mentioned like he had had you know some more minor, maybe something yeah. with the knee, and so immediately I was like, oh no, is he good to go now? And is that one of the reasons that he played better, or? Did he just go up against a better player last week, and that's one of the reasons he had so many troubles? Yeah, I'm always, I am always kind of on that other side of things where I'm like, is the dude really fully, fully healthy? I mean, with Tony Pollard, I'm still like, okay, is he, is he 100 percent, or are we getting 92 percent of Tony Pollard, and that's just that, that extra seven, eight percent right there could be the difference between the burst that is a 60 yard touchdown. Uh, you know, those, those little minor, big, big time injuries where you're coming back from something like that. And I mean, you even heard. Uh, McCarthy last week talk about how it does take a little bit longer for guys that have joint injuries like uh, like Terrence Steele had to kind of come come alive there. All right, we got Stephen Jones back. Sorry, we lost you there for just a second. Got it. All right. Well, I don't know where you lost me, but uh, we start from wherever you want to. Absolutely. Uh, it's it, it sounds like you were about to tell us lots of intense injury news that <laughs> nobody else has heard. <laughs> Uh, the, the great news is there is no intense injury news. Good. That is the great news. We're actually a very healthy team right now and uh, came through the game really well. I, I was curious, does, does Bland remind you of Diggs at all in terms of his seemingly innate instincts for getting to the football? Absolutely. I mean, some guys just have the ball skills. and uh, Hats off to Dan and, and Mike McCarthy as well. I mean, they're very uh, big when we sit in that scouting room, you know, on draft day and certainly going after a guy like Gilmore who's got great ball skills. Is, uh, ball skills is at the top of the list when you go after these corners now. We've had some great ones, great corners that don't have ball skills. And uh, and not to be negative in any way because they were great corners, but, a, you know, a Terrence Newman and a Byron Jones, just, uh, you know, that wasn't their uh, big deal. But, uh you know, obviously they were very sticky in coverage and they had long levers and uh, had great speed and great athletic ability and were able to get their guy covered. They just didn't have great ball skills. And it's something now that we struggle more than ever. The, 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 the back and forth with Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle had a very, a very good game yesterday. And I, I do want to preface this with we keep seeing our Tolos today saying, hey, it was the Giants. And I'm like, yeah, I get that part too, but – I want to celebrate these positives here. Rico Dowdle has a good game. What's the balance that you would like to see? Is that kind of where you want to see it, where you, those guys are kind of evening out that way? You have a good two-headed monster? Well, I think this thing will evolve, and, uh, you know, as it moves forward, we'll find just the right mix. But certainly Rico is deserving to touch the ball. Uh, you know, there's a big part of us with, uh, you know, Tony Pollard. You don't want to take all the – you don't want to wear the tread off the tire in terms of uh, knowing that it's a long uh, season. We're only halfway through it. And then, you know, of course, the bigger deal, too, with the TP is just getting him uh, the ball in space, uh, you know, uh, you know, getting him uh, touches, catching the ball as well. So 
this thing will evolve. It's great that Rico's certainly coming along good and is a great compliment uh, to what uh, Tony does. But real pleased with our running backs and, you know, just feel like that running game is going to continue to evolve uh, as we move forward, certainly as uh, uh, we're able to have such uh, success throwing it. Do you get the sense that Pollard both physically and mentally is back to where he was pre-injury? Because obviously that can take some time. Oh, absolutely. I don't see any uh, issues with Tony and his injury. I mean, he uh, is, if you watch him run, he, he sticks that ball up in there, especially for a guy his size. I mean, he's not a, you know, he's not quote unquote a big back, but uh, uh, there's no hesitation with him sticking it in there and just hadn't seen him be reluctant uh, uh, coming off his injury. Also, the the Fox broadcast was very, um, they were loving, they were loving the, uh, the the Dak Prescott time right now. And, and, and I think MVP was kind of, coming out of some of their Ooh. their uh, their their discussions yesterday and I'm I'm kind of curious where you put that right now is this I, I feel like it's a slow build and he has a, a big five game stretch that could really define a moment like that but he's playing exceptionally well where do you feel he belongs in that conversation well I think he's playing as well as anybody right now my hat's off to him ever you know I think our team in general uh San Francisco game was an opener and uh I think ever since that game uh you know, we've just continued uh, to get better uh, week in and week out. It was a tough loss there in Philly, but I uh, felt like we moved the ball well and felt like we gave ourselves uh, every opportunity to win that game. We just didn't make, a, you know, the big play when we had to, but uh, that's going to come. And I uh, just feel like this team has continued to evolve. There's a lot of football left. Uh, you know, if you really had your druthers, you want to you wanna peak there, uh, you know, the last quarter of the season, last third of the season, and, uh, you know, that's when it uh, uh, certainly heading into the tournament. That's when you want to uh, be playing your best football. And I, I just feel like this team continues to get better each week. And certainly being healthy uh, is a big deal as well. And uh, overall, I mean, you know, we've obviously lost a couple of people, you know, for the year. But uh, overall, the health of this football team is good. You said if you had your druthers. Well, if you had your druthers, what would be the next evolution of this team? Like, what do you still want to see improve or change? Well, I just think uh, you just got to continue to execute at the next level. Obviously, you know, a lot of people want to say that we can be better running the football, and I think we will. I think as we continue to loosen them up like Dak and CD and his weapons and uh, the things we're doing throwing the ball, I think that running game will evolve into uh, uh, a successful running game. I think we run it good, but we can certainly be better and, you know, and then the other thing is uh, we're, we're coming along and, you know, people may say, well, it's, you know, a particular opponent, but uh, I do think we continue to get uh, improve in the red zone. And I think that'll only get better. Appreciate Tom very much. Good, sir. Hopefully we're having the same conversation next week. There you go. Sounds Steve. great, guys. Thanks. Thanks there Stephen you go. <laughs> Stephen Jones. <laughs> Right here on 105.3. Man, that might have been the most dramatic pause It ever. was. He was just like, hold on. I don't want to go yet. That's I, I, that's what I want to believe, Kevin. That like he was in having spring such, training with John Gray? Yeah, he was he having was such like, a good time having a conversation with us. He was like, hold on. I don't want to be done with this conversation, boys. You know what, Corey? I choose to believe that is also <laughs> what happened. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, your Dallas Cowboys thank you notes. 877-881-1053. 
Who deserves a thank you note after the demolition of the Giants? Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Maybe. Next on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 2.47 left in the half. Cowboys at their own 15-yard line leading 21-0. Prescott in the gun. Oh, good block from Pollard. Going deep for Cooks at the 40. And hauled down at the 50 before he could break away for an 85-yarder. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We're going to get into Dallas Cowboys thank you notes. I can't believe I forgot to bring this up earlier. But did you think after the first play of the game that this game was going to take eight hours to complete with the challenge, non-challenge, timeout, non-timeout, fumble, non-fumble discussion? So... Dable, Brian Dable, the head coach of New York, once he throws the challenge flag, they're like, all right. And he's like, nah, never mind. I talked to my team. We don't really want to challenge it. And they're like, okay, you're still getting charged the timeout. And he was like, but you, you know what? Might as well go ahead and challenge it. Let's yeah. go ahead and challenge that sucker. Let's, let's just do it. Let's take the time. I thought it was a terrible decision uh, on the, on his part to do that because now your flow's already bad. But I guess it, he was trying to get the Cowboys out of some flow. It just didn't work. The other part, Kevin, yeah, I did a bold move on the first play. I did agree with you on that, though. I was like, "This is going to be a long game," yeah. and I needed it to be done pretty quickly so I could take Adrian to dinner for her birthday. Um, but they did what they needed to do. The Cowboys did. But I also had that moment. What their Cowboys were up seven nothing, and then the Giants are like right there on the cusp of of scoring. And I was like, "Dave, we'll just take the points, man. Take the points here. Don't try and do what the Cowboys just did to you. It's not going to be a close game for you." And then he did it, and the Cowboys drive like 98 yards or whatever, and they're like, see you later. And it was over with. So that's what happens. From the 469 Dallas Cowboys thank you note to Mike McCarthy. He said last week regarding Brandon Cooks, it's not fantasy football. Oh, yeah, sure it is, Mike. (laughs) Cooks helped me win this week. Nice. Congratulations. You were going up against Cowboys offensive players. This might have been a rough fantasy weekend for you this is a good fantasy weekend for cowboys uh that's for sure especially dak dak and cd probably gave you big time points from the 469 thank you to the coaches for letting cd lamb get the record before they took him out i know that some people were like i don't appreciate that i thought it was delightful what do you mean don't appreciate it because they were like you left him in in a blowout just he could have gotten hurt is that what you're concerned about no 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 not couldn't have gotten hurt is they were saying just like to get the stat. Yeah, exactly. Look, man, I don't believe that. I was like, I, well, how wait. much does it matter to the player? Probably a lot. Right. And the fans like the fans. You talked about how nuts they went with Leclerc and yeah. Adolis. 
They went nuts when they saw that stat as well. You know what? Our boss, I know that if he knows if something's imp- like really important to us, he wants to try and get that done for us, right? Yep. If you're a good boss, if you're a good coach, and you know something's important. Now, if it wasn't important to CeeDee Lamb, I don't know. But it's important to somebody in there. And they wanted to get that done. So I'm I'm cool with it. Thanks. I appreciate it, man. That's awesome. Man, for the 2 on 4 I should have known I was going to turn into this. I had Cooks on my bench. Luckily, I didn't need them. And then from the 2-1-8, yeah, it went great, unless your opponent had Herbert and Keenan Allen. Oh, yeah, so, that was a big day for yeah, them, too. That yeah, is, that is definitely tough. Is CeeDee Lamb for, I actually just want to, let's go ahead and hear this again. If you haven't heard it already, incredible. Cut number one, because not that you didn't already think it was going to be a good day, but when CeeDee Lamb made that incredible one-handed catch, it was awesome. Here they come. Prescott looks over the middle and hits Lamb one-handed catch at the 40. There's a flag in the secondary at the 45 of New York, and it does look like a penalty against the defense. You know what I immediately thought when they said there's a flag? And I was like, right, because we all just saw that guy arm-barring CeeDee Lamb, and then he still made the catch. Yeah. So I was not worried about that play coming back. Still pretty ticked off that that only made number 10 on ESPN's top 10 this morning. After watching all the rest of the plays, yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous. That was an amazing catch. Yeah, I don't quite understand. I need to. I would like to go back and see what nine plays were all better than that. And then I want to shout out CeeDee Lamb again. Whoa. This time. As a running back. On the tornado reverse. And also, bonus thank you note to Scooney. Because that block helped make up for his drop pass. Did it? Okay, look. Dude, catch the ball, bro. Are we getting closer and closer to wanting to have a conversation about what exactly happened with this draft class? That's a fair point. You know how I knew it was a fair point? It wasn't that drop by Schoonmaker. It was when I heard they go, and Mozzie Smith in on the play, and I was like, oh, wow, good for him. That was a first-round draft pick, and I was like, look at him do stuff. I still think, I still think, and I know Jonathan Hankins is doing his job appropriately right now, but I still think that by the end of the season, Mozzie will be a better (laughs) contributor. I think that's one of those positions and one of those spots that I'm hopeful. So I'm going to hold out. I'm going to reserve my hope for all that. Uh, By the end of the season, he'll be a significant playmaker there. The... Overshone uh, injury, Kevin. I really do. That's a problem. Yeah. The, but the schoonmaker, like, I'm just wanting more from this guy. And maybe it's unfair because Jake Ferguson has been so good. You know, Jake Ferguson is really, he's really coming into that role of, hey, I know Dak's going to be looking my way. I got to be ready to make something happen. And he's a red zone target, man. And that could be a big factor for you. I, By the way, during crosstalk today, just I want you to bring up going uh spreading it out and going shotgun in the uh in uh, on the goal line okay. bring that up with Broadus and just see how he responds because I, I have a feeling he has some thoughts do you want me to just based on my that? listening to the post game show yesterday or ask uh Dawson what he thinks about that both just do both okay. let's have let's have a let's let's just enjoy it all man since you brought him up Jake Ferguson I definitely think deserves a thank you note three touchdowns now in the last three weeks now the tight end spot has been an issue. I know we were just talking about with Scooney for the Cowboys in terms of it does kind of feel like you can count on one drop per game where you're like, what happened there? Yeah. And so I appreciate that Ferguson has been getting into the end zone. though. 
I I I I would like to say thank you to Mike McCarthy uh, to add on to for getting Brandon Cooks involved. We Kevin we saw I saw two plays specifically his touchdown catch and there was another play uh, downfield one of his bigger plays downfield that I was like we saw that a hundred times while we yes. were at training camp where has it been and I don't know if it just never got open Dak didn't know it was there and didn't trust that it was there I have no clue what it was but you need to have an X factor whenever if they decide they're going to try and take C D Lamb out of a game which it looks like they can't. Uh, if somebody's going to try and do something like that, then you have to have something else that creates the mismatch. Last year against San Francisco in the playoffs, Tony Pollard was the mismatch. And then Tony Pollard gets hurt, and it's all CeeDee Lamb. They had no offense aside from that. Now they have this other option. They have a couple of different options they can work with. And the Jalen Brooks era is here. So, like, those are things that we can Why get would it not be about. the Brandon Cooks era to start? Don't worry about it. It's, it's the Brandon Cooks era has arrived. We finally saw it. So thank you for showing everybody what we've been talking about. Because I felt like we were doing a fool's errand, Kevin. Okay. By, I, like they put us on a wild goose chase with Brandon <laughs> Cooks at training camp. Uh-huh. And they're like, you'll never see these plays. Don't worry. I want to give thank you notes to Demarcus Lawrence and Jonathan Hankins for squashing that pathetic Giants fourth down play when they were down seven to nothing. I get why you go for it. But I was like, that was what you came up with? Mm-hmm. That was terrible. And then the offense responding with a 96-yard touchdown drive. And that was one of the things that was discussed is, hey, the Cowboys didn't score at the beginning, but at least they put the Giants in bad field position and ended up hurting them the next two drives. When that happened with the Cowboys, they responded with a 96-yard touchdown drive. So kudos to the offense for that. Kudos to Demarcus Lawrence and Jonathan Hankins for just crushing that play. That play had no chance of getting a first down the way they demolished it. And also a thank you note for if we can go to cut number seven right here. I don't I hope everyone feels the same way I did is Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup, I thought individually were both excellent on touchdown number five. First and ten at the Giants 41. Snap to Prescott. Well protected deep down the right side. Gallup in the end zone. He caught it. Touchdown to Michael Gallup. What a throw and what a catch. 41 yards. I thought Dak made a good throw like you bring up yeah. in terms of it might have it could have been incomplete, but it was not going to be picked off or anything like that. It was only in a position where Gallup or nobody was going to catch it. And then I thought Gallup had a really good effort on that play to make that touchdown. Dak did a really good job throughout this game figuring out what their safeties were doing and knowing which guy to go deep to. I mean, multiple times Brandon Cooks is out there. I probably could have had a couple other, uh, another touchdown for Cooks if it, if it had been a little bit more out in front. But even still, he picked up and said, all right, there's that safety. He's moving this way. I got plenty of space to put it over the top on this cornerback. He felt very comfortable doing that. Although, Kevin, in that moment, as you watch the replay of Michael Gallup catching that ball, did you still feel like he like he's not going to catch this? Even though you knew it was already ruled a touchdown, that ball, he let it get all the way into his body and almost into his crotch before he actually pulled the ball in. Actually, when I replay Corey, I usually go the opposite. I usually watch a play again thinking this time it's going to work. <laughs> Even though, and my wife's been like, but you know it still didn't work, right? And I was like, yes, but I need more information about why it didn't work. <laughs> like, I can't just accept on face value that it didn't work because it didn't work. Like somebody brought up DeVito's family when they saw that fourth 
down play. They were also like me. They were like, that? That's the crap and play that you came up with? Get out of here, man. And so I go the opposite. I totally understand what you're saying. But I think magically things are going to work out if I rewatch them three or four times. As if if I can dissect what the problem was, then that fixes it in another replay. Gotcha. Okay, I see where you're going with that. On the flip side, I don't know if anybody else is like this. My wife, particularly in baseball, not so much in football because, you know, the, the ball switches over to the other team and everything. In baseball, several times during the Texas Rangers world title run, she thought a replay of a home run was the next person oh, yeah, it hitting happens. the home run. It happens. And so she would come in and go, again? Again? I was like, as just It happens. Play. That happens to the best of okay. us, dude. Like, yeah. we've been watching this for a long time. But, you know, you step out of the room for a second, and you start getting all excited. From the 214, this does not sound like a thank you note. Cowboys defense costs me fantasy this week by letting the Giants score that garbage touchdown. I lost 151.6 to 151. Look. Nobody cares about your fantasy football team except for us tomorrow is usually okay. when we do this. Okay, Fair. But I'm sorry about that. That does stink to lose that way uh, in that kind of moment. From the 469, thank you note for the Cowboys kicking a bad team's butt. Damn right they did. And the, they need to. The Giants are terrible. Like, I don't know what works on the Giants. Their offensive line doesn't work. Their defense doesn't work. Their quarterback it's not he's the third stringer so dude he doesn't work that team sucks let's thank the devito family for looking like the stereotypical epitome of a new jersey family which i think i heard choppy say that like his dad's house backs up to bada bing from the sopranos yep and so that is the least surprising thing I've like when you saw that family and their gold chain and like i looked at him i was like he's in the mafia he's gotta be look i always think do you have one more button unbuttoned than you should? Is there an ample <laughs> amount of chest hair? Like, those are the things I think about. And then, obviously, I understand how the gold chain works in there and everything like that. Uh, Mr. DeVito, waste management. From the 682, thank you, Deron Bland. He you is. mean more to the team than you know. First player since Everson Walls to have this many interceptions in back-to-back seasons in his first two Sign years. Sign him to a $100 million contract right now. Oh, well. What? What did you do? What did you do this offseason with Diggs? Uh, you did that. He got hurt. Oh, no. So you're saying that if you sign him now, he's going to get hurt? Is that what you're saying? No. That's, no come on. No, no, Never no, do no, that, no, 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 no. Oh, you're saying don't spend $100 million. That's, Let it play out. Yeah, that's it's only a be, second season. That feels a little high okay. this early. He's going to, dude, I, I do wonder how often you're sitting there going, Gosh, man, this dude is going to, he's going to demand a lot of money in the future. These decisions, these are those decisions, man, that like you drafted well, like getting Deron Bland. A lot of people didn't see it. Uh, Will McClay did. His team did. And so they got a guy in there that is a, an exceptional cornerback. And I think that's. And it goes along with something that we learned earlier this year from Steven specifically. And that is, and he touched on it a little bit earlier in our conversation is that Mike McCarthy made a very big deal about having defensive players with ball skills, not having just guys that were back there that could cover, but wanting defensive players that could get the football back into the hands of their offense. He wanted guys who could catch. Trayvon Diggs, uh, you know, Deron Bland, those guys are proving that they can do that over and over again. And then you have that, you know, three-headed monster with your safeties, and they can do the same thing. So that's something that was a concerted effort to change here in Dallas. From... Now, why, lots of people have thoughts about DeVito. We'll get to that later. But that's that's one of the things about Deron Bland. I know it doesn't have to be one or the other, 
but draft hits like that make me ease up a little bit about the early look at the 2023 draft class. And I know that's not the way it has to go is because you can still find all your diamonds in the rough, like Deron Bland yep. and still have better drafts than it's looking like the Cowboys, at least this early point had this year. I don't think that they're sitting there going, we can take this risk now because we know we're getting a, Dur- a Deron Bland in the fifth. You know, I don't think that they're doing those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. I don't think that's a, that's part of their play. I think that they benefit from that later on, though. From the, <laughs> from the 817. All right, I have a question about this. Thank you, Neville Gallimore, for actually kicking them in the nuts oh after my figuratively doing it. Now, is that definitely what happened, or was that what he was aiming for, and he didn't quite get all of it? All right, because I did watch that replay back, and I thought maybe he didn't get all of the connection that he wanted with that. Is that, am I spending too much time looking at the wrong things? <laughs> um, That's a fair question. I think, Kevin, I think you were looking at the right things there. I think okay. everything went exactly as planned. Good. I want to give a thank you note to the defense as a whole. I know they cost that one guy their fantasy game. I'm sorry about that. But they give up 27 yards in the whole first half. Yeah, it's pretty pretty decent. If you give up 27 yards on a drive, I feel like a lot of times you're like, oh, well, I'll take that. Yes. The whole first half. Did you, did, when, when you saw them put the Giants on the negative one yard line, uh, did you... Did you feel like I thought for sure they were getting a safety? You did too. Okay, oh, yeah. I, I really thought that a couple times that's a safety, that's safety, and somehow Barkley was able to just nudge it just out just enough. That little stutter step he got to get out of the end zone, that, and you know what, was impressive. I can't tell you how many coaches are probably always telling them, "Do not stutter step in the end zone. You go forward, you get the yards. That's all that matters." If he went forward, that was the safety. That was it for him. And I wanted to shout out at least two more defensive players real quick. I realized that the game was probably over, but it's 28 to nothing at halftime, right? And so the Giants get the ball first. Back-to-back plays. Dante Fowler and Tank make sure this game is over. I'm not saying that the Giants were about to drive down the field and be like, hey, we still got something to play for. But Dante Fowler crushed the Giants' soul on that first play of the second half to make sure they were done. And if that wasn't bad enough, then Tank... (laughs) Got a sack right after that, and then you could probably go about your day. I'm not saying everybody stopped listening, right. but you could have gone about your day after that. You know, and and that is that was something I was saying on Friday, uh, maybe even Thursday. Kevin was get this thing taken care of quickly, so that yes. you can you can get yourself out of it. I mean, Cooper Rush goes in, in the late in the third, uh, and you're like, oh man, we got plenty of time in this sucker. That's what you needed. Go ahead and do that against Carolina too. Don't make it one of those where it's a where you got to wait it out and you know you're fighting to the very end. Get these things done fast. And the Cowboys did it yesterday. I thought that was a huge positive that they came out knowing how what their opponent was and saying we're gonna, we're going to finish this as quickly as we can, score as often as we as we possibly can, and get out of this one. Agreed. 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 Alec, if you found that bonus audio, can we fire it off here? Do you know what the bonus audio is? Oh, Alec? hopefully he heard. There's a block by Lively on an attempt by Ingram. Here is Kyrie pulling up, and he swishes another one. A spectacular shooting performance tonight by Irving. Now, I promise tomorrow we will get more into the Mavericks or maybe a little at 122 as well as we talk more about the Stars. But 
Mavericks win emphatically on the road in a game that was not as close as the final score would indicate. Not even close. This was another one. We talked about early in the third quarter, it was over for the Cowboys. By the end of the third quarter of this game, it was over. And I, I flipped re- it on too late. Okay, so like, it was already by the, over. By the time I got there, because we got back from dinner, and I was like, all right, it's time to sit down and start the process for getting stuff together for tomorrow's work day. And I flip on the game, and I look over, and I'm just like, oh, oh, this one's done. And Luca and I think Luca and Kyrie already had 30 and 30, 28 at that point. Yeah, and they ended up with 35 and 30. And, so, and that's I think uh, Dwight Powell uh, had, had 10 rebounds, and everybody was going nuts about his 10 rebounds. And I was like, man. This is and and Kevin, I know that there's more time for the future for this, but this thing can work. This Mavs team can work. Okay, let's point this out. By the way, Minnesota and Houston are on unbelievable winning streaks right now, but the Dallas Mavericks are tied for first place in the West, and they have the second best record in the NBA. So you know we've talked about maybe how they had a softer schedule to kick it off, but. If they can win tomorrow against the Pelicans, I think that would be a big deal. Not because the Pelicans are like uber good, but usually when you have the back-to-back road game against the exact same team, it feels like a lot of times you get stuck with the split. And they won pretty emphatically yesterday. If they can win again to jump up to 9-2, and two, we said start this season 7-3. and three. The softer part of your schedule is at the beginning part of the year. But now, if they get this win, then they go 9-2. and two. Then you're starting to really pile up the wins in terms of potential playoff positioning. Not to mention, hopefully, that just means you're playing better. Is this the right time to point out that we could never do this without Tim Hardaway Jr.? Like, because he's in that that kind of place right now, Kevin. And there is like a cycle yeah. where you're just like, hot Tim Hardaway. Good God, he's well, the worst. And then you're yeah, like, that's probably not. Good God, how could we ever survive without Tim Hardaway Jr.? And then you're back to like, oh my gosh. But he is he's doing his job. He's doing that the, the the right way. I am kind of interested in the the what the potential future of Derek Jones Jr. is gonna be because he provides some fun things, some unique things that I think Jason Kidd really wants to to like grow out of him. So this is a this is a fun team. Omax Prosper gets some time. Uh that was something I know that uh That's how you knew the game was over. Yeah. <laughs> he's had he's finally had some time out there, but this is a fun team, man. Look, I'll, I'll tell you, going back to it, you told if you would have told me you're going to get not only not garbage minutes, but usable 20 minutes a game from Derrick Jones, I would have been like, usable in terms of we lose by less? Or mm-hmm. what do you mean? Not usable in terms of you'll be 8-2, and two, he'll be consistently starting, giving you usable minutes. And that's a hell of a fine right there. If you want to talk about providing reasons, links on the perimeter, yes. Yeah. If you want to talk about reasons this Mavs team could be better than at least I anticipated, maybe plenty of other people did anticipate this, is the viability of Derek Jones. The you know ahead of the curveness is what I'm going to call it for Derek Lively, which we'll dive into more tomorrow as well, as well as the mesh of Kyrie and Luca, which at multiple times this year has looked freaking incredible. Yeah, I think I think uh, at this point. This early in the season, you have to be very happy and hopeful that they can continue to pile on to what they're doing right now. And from the 573, THJ is playing to increase the trade value, in my opinion. Great. I hope that is exactly what's happening. Yeah, of course. I mean, that like his money is still a, a contract that you kind of look at and go, huh. He can make plenty more money in this league. Make it happen, Tim. Our boss, Tim, just kind of acknowledged that. Oh, yeah. yeah I appreciate like, okay, that. gotcha. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. I hope 
that our fans don't mind, we're going to take just a few minutes to talk about Peaceathon. Okay. Peaceathon is nine days away. So, what do we have in store, and can you help? Oh, I will help. Yeah, if okay. you need some help, I'm there for it. But you know, you don't get to help. Oh, because this is also your kid. Okay, all right. All right. You're not babysitting. Oh, right? wow. You know how it is. Wow. Like this is the thing. Is like, oh, he's at home babysitting the kid, and you're like, no, that is his. It's your kid child. As well. You're yeah. not babysitting your child. So, and here's how you can help. By the way, is we're gonna run through a lot of things, but this is the one time we're probably gonna solicit if. You know anyone in power, or you are a person in power that wants to help with auction items, shoot us a message. You can always email me, kevin.hagland at odyssey.com, if you want to get involved. Now, obviously, or Corey.major. Yes. Good luck spelling that at well, odyssey.com. Spell it for them if you want. M A G E O R S. A weird last name. Is this is the 10th annual piece of thought. So it's going to be the day before Thanksgiving, as it always is, 5.30 in the morning till 7 p.m. We've done this for 10 years now? 10 years! That's pretty impressive, man. That's a big deal. We've raised more than $200,000. That means we've been on radio for at least 10 years. We have. that, Which that, is wild as well. That is also <laughs> weird. And every single year, we've raised more money yep. than the year before. Last year, we raised 50000 I want to say like $400, something like that. So... Let's see if we can raise even more this year. You want me to tell you some of the stuff we're looking at? Yeah, I know we have some some very sweet stuff on the way. I'm very excited about this. This was one of those years where Boss Man said, think big. Uh, go dream big out there. And Kevin, we did. I got to commend you for every single person that we've talked to this year. <laughs> Anytime we've had yeah. five seconds of, hey, it was great to get to, to meet you. Kevin immediately grabbed them and said, I would like to present you with an opportunity. That was the Emmett Smith one that really stood out, right? Because, like, he, we had the interview, went to break, he's on Zoom, and I was like, hold on just a second Emmett. if you can. <laughs> and I made my pitch. There you go, man. It's the elevator pitch, and you've done a good job at it. I'm very proud of you. So, so far, Troy Aikman, we've got autograph items of Troy Aikman, Tony Romo, Roger Staubach, Mickey Mantle, Luca, Kobe, Pudge, Sammy Baugh, Lawrence Taylor. The Sammy Va- Baugh? Yes, Sammy Baugh. Wow. The Von Ericks, Ferguson Jenkins, thousands of dollars of sports cards, boxes, and singles, and then Cowboys and Ranger Suites. Wow. It's it's a lot, and we're working on more. And- Hold on, what do you mean by Cowboys and Ranger Suites? Like I can just go go hang out in the suite? I mean, if you win it and buy it, and okay. it's not a part of the suite, it's the whole thing. All right? The whole, like, okay, the so whole I, suite. All right, so I don't just have like a chair in the suite. No, it's your I'd, suite to watch a game with us. Really? Or it, whoever you want. Like, no, that's fine. If you don't want you know to watch what? with us, that's fine. I'm not going to lie. It says with the KNC Masterpiece. Yeah. If you pay whatever, give us a call, and you're like, hey, look. Yeah. I got other people that need to take this spot. That's fine. You're like, hey. Don't care at all. I, ju- I, I want Mike, but not Kevin and Corey. Uh, or I want Kevin and Corey and, and Mike. You know, we'll we'll figure out whatever we can for you to make it worth your time. And hopefully, uh, you know, you love the donation part of it. And that's, yes. that's what you get down with first. Uh, but, but on top of that, you're getting something cool out of it to go along with it. So a couple of sweets to rock with there, man. That's really awesome. From the uh, 254, God, y'all are old. 
Wait, that means I'm old too. From the 972, is anyone pouring cranberry sauce down their pants and singing zombie this year? To be determined. From the 910, oh, what? a long way from the no shirt nine. And from the 817, does DM sponsor Peace Athon? Look. Look, man. My biggest goal and hope and dream for the last 10 years when it comes to this is that we would find a title sponsor. Mm-hmm. And so Somebody that could match. That would yes, be awesome. That would be incredible. And from the 254, I've listened for hours of Peace Athon, at least four hours of Peace Athon for the last four years at least. Love you guys. And so we've tried to get all kinds of stuff. There is going to be auction items for everybody. If you want to donate money, we will try to find ways to incentivize that as well. I think it's going to be awesome. I think, you know, one of the other additions, this is something new to to the process of Peaceathon. In the past, it's been one of those things where you you get the item, you win it, you get the notification, and then you go up to uh, my possibilities or you come up to the station yep. and you can get your prize. Now, we still have that available. If you want to come up to the station, yep. reach out to us. We'll work on something like that. But uh, over at My Possibilities, and everything over there is for the hipsters, what they do there is they work on skills that allow them to go into the workforce. And that's what it's all about, is going into the workforce, being a big part of somebody's company. One of my favorite pitches from Michael Thomas over there is, look, man, you want somebody that's going to be a loyal employee? Hire a hipster. You want somebody that's going to be a part of the fabric of of everything that you do? Hire a hipster. We've given them the skills. Now just give them the job, and they'll be there for you every day working hard for you. And that's always something cool to see. So the addition this year is now whenever you get your prize, you go to My Possibilities, go see the new facility. If you've donated in the past, the money that you've donated has gone to the new facility. It's gone to the the new things that are being built out there, and they're adding to it uh, every single year. But now you're going to get a hipster that delivers that prize to you. So they're going to be the ones working, Kevin, as you take all this stuff over to My Possibilities. They're going to collect it all, put it in bags, tag it, and have it ready for you. And then you get to meet somebody that benefits from what you contributed. And I think that's an awesome deal, man. Man, that is an awesome deal. Sorry, I was... I, Do I need to refresh refresh the blindfold mousetrap maze for this year? That... I'll is, do it. That is a good question. I will totally do it. I'm sorry, I got caught up thinking about, like... Getting what you won from somebody that you're helping by donate, that is yeah. super, super cool. From uh, 817, how much do I have to donate to get Kevin to eat pizza rolls and Hot Pockets while doing a mock draft? Here's the deal. We usually have staff meetings on Monday. I probably should just keep this to myself, but I'm going to make a proposal that could facilitate that exact thing. Are you serious? As I am going to try to push, become part of the masterpiece as a donation item. That has not been cleared. I want to make that very clear. Well, I kind of screwed myself Did he say, Alec, he said, take Alec's job is what I just heard. I know. I got bills to pay, man. Could be no loans coming up. It could be. Jeez. It it could be. You're taking my job. (laughs) Is... So we're going to work on that. Also, if you're looking for experiences, you want to go to a basketball game, you want to go to a Mavericks game with Chris Arnold, you want to go up to the broadcast booth with Jared Sandler, Matt Hicks, Eric Nadell, that's going to happen. You want to go eat Hurtado's with Brian Broaddus, that's going to happen. What? Want to go on a fishing trip with Lucius. What? That is also on the list. I am serious. Dude, that will be the best day. That's going to be the coolest prize. So. I want that. 
Yes, we have. I'm going to outbid people on that. Okay. Just so I can hang out with Lucius and I can see him every day. I mean, I think you should. Uh-huh. Because I, it took him, I don't know, two seconds to agree to that. He's awesome. We pitched and he was like, oh, yeah, man. Let's do that. <laughs> and so it, it was super, super so th- awesome. And this year we're starting again at 530. 530 in the morning. Last year Mike came in singing Holland Oats uh, to start things off. And I don't <sighs> think he stopped singing it all day long. So we're going 5.30 a.m. and then rocking all the way to 7 p.m. I do believe we will have the return of Derek Holland. Derek Holland's going to join us for the day as well. And on top of all that, the entire station did this last year. I really appreciated this. This was a huge thing to me. Seeing the entire station put their arms around us and say, hey, we'll pitch in an hour or two, whatever you need. We'll come up here, hang out, and just be on with you guys to help out the process, man. I always appreciate that. And I'm looking forward to seeing everybody hanging out. Kevin, did you say there's a WWE package that, right. you, that I might want to buy? TBD from the 214. What do you have for AEW? All right. That is still a little bit in flux because <laughs> AEW, they had some confusion on their end. So we're still working on that. And But for WWE, I have four front row ringside tickets to SmackDown in March. Mm. And it's like... I don't know if you've heard, but SmackDown is their biggest event in the entire universe. <laughs> I mean, some might argue a few weeks later, WrestleMania, but I hear what you're saying. Gotcha, yeah. And AEW is going to have three shows in the Metroplex coming up next month. So we are working on that right now. There was a little bit of a communication disconnect, but they're in, and we're working on that. From the 806, how much to watch the news with Derek Holland? I don't know if if Derek would would contribute Man. that I would be like a hundred percent in because I think that'd be a big winner because you'd get to dictate which news and I think that would be something. What's your favorite version of the news? Huey Lewis. Thank you. God, he knows. He always knows. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.